Welcome to the Show Up Podcast with me, your host, Natalie Norton. This podcast is all about having the courage to be a really good human and living the kind of life that genuinely fires you up every single day. Are you ready to become your best self and truly show up for your life, come what may? Me too. Let's do this thing. You're my best friend. I'll always want you around. Hello, hello. This is Natalie Norton, and you're listening to the Show Up Podcast. Oh my gosh, this has been such a long time coming, and I am so excited to be here with you today. This is episode one, Your Best is Always Enough. So guys, when you're launching a podcast that's all about being your best self and living your best life, I just don't think that you can help but worry about making people feel overwhelmed. And that's the last thing on this planet that I want to make anyone feel. I don't want to make anyone feel like I'm about to heap even more stress or overwhelm onto an already breaking back. You know what I mean? Because we've got enough going on. Am I right? Yes, I am right. So let me start this episode by saying that the goal of this podcast is always, not just this episode, but the podcast in general, and yes, specifically this episode as well, the goal is always to make you feel capable, to make you feel worthy, and to make you feel empowered, period, okay? Because I am just not in the business of perfection. I'm not. I'm not in the business of shame, and I am most certainly not in the business of overwhelm. Because guys, I firmly believe that we're all living in the most inherently overwhelming and complex period of all time in human existence. We are all spread more thin than ever before. And I know you feel that. And if you're not feeling that in this moment, I know it's not a far cry from when you have felt it in the past. Overwhelm, the feeling of having so much going on and stress over being spread too thin over too many different roles or too many different activities or um, projects or people, right? It's real and it plagues each and every one of us. I mean, let's think about it. Yeah, we've got all these new conveniences, right? And they're supposed to simplify our lives. But all the research out there is showing that despite all of those simplifying technologies and programs and other things that we have available to us, as a collective, we're all more stressed, we're all more busy, and we're all more overwhelmed than ever before. There's just so much more vying for our attention and for our time. Um, And concurrent to that, and for reasons that we aren't even going to go into here, maybe in a future episode, but our expectations of ourselves are inflated. Let me let that sink in for a second. We have inflated expectations of ourselves. Those expectations are inflated in dangerous ways. And again, this is something that we can talk about in a future episode. But I think it's really important for us to at least acknowledge that we have that tendency to put expectations on ourselves that didn't even exist, say, 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? 20, 30, 40 years ago, we didn't all feel like we had to do all things or be all things at the same time for all people. 
right? But now because we have a greater awareness of what's going on around us, and because we have greater access to technologies and to the capacity to be engaged in all the things, with that comes self-imposed expectation, right? About doing all the things. And if we're gonna do all the things, I think it's human nature to want to do all the things well. And we don't need to get down on ourselves about this, but we do need to recognize that these are the tendencies that we're dealing with, right? Okay, but all of that said, and getting us back on track here, um, I firmly believe, I really, truly, deeply, in the bottommost part of my soul, believe that the vast majority of us really are doing the very best that we can. It may not feel that way when we look around and we see how much is going on all around us that seems, quote unquote, subpar, perhaps, but I really do think that the same way that all we can see is observable behavior, we can't see into someone's soul, we also can't see into their past, right? And so we don't know what informs people's behavior. We don't. And so we may look around and be like, yeah, right, everybody's doing their best. But maybe if we could see with clear eyes, we might be surprised, right? We might be able to realize that, yeah, People really are, for the most part, doing the best they can. And I don't mean the scumbags out there that are shooting up our schools or the terrorists out there that are blowing up our airports. Of course, those people aren't doing their best. And I'm not even going to go into all the psychology of all that because I just don't want to touch it <laughs> right now. It's not, it's not the purpose of our discussion here today. But I do acknowledge that there are exceptions um, to this rule. But... I also want you to recognize that the world changes for you when you choose to believe that everyone really is doing their best, right? It changes your relationship with the people around you. And simultaneously, it changes your relationship with yourself, right? Because if you look at yourself and you look at your life and you choose to believe and to acknowledge the fact, more accurately, to acknowledge the fact, right? that you really are doing your best, look at how much is able to crumble away. All that pressure that you felt or the guilt or the discouragement, right? Or that overwhelm. When you choose to recognize that you're doing the best that you can, your relationship with yourself changes in ways that I don't even know how to articulate to you right now. And I know this because I've been there, right? And I know you've been there too. Those periods where you look at things and you're like, Goo, that did not go the way I had planned. But you choose to say, but you know what? I did my best. And that's okay. That's enough, right? I'm the queen of tangents. You'll learn that about me. I'm doing my best in this <laughs> particular medium, podcasting, not to be the queen of tangents, but... The reality is that my brain kind of looks like a banyan tree, right? Like, I don't know. I'm from Hawaii. And so living here in Hawaii, we have banyan trees. If you don't know what a banyan tree looks like, you can look it up on the internet or I can certainly link to one in the show notes because I think that's what people do, right? That's what podcasters do. And now I guess I'm a podcaster, so I can say that's what we do. We link to things like this in our show notes. So I will link. 
<laughs> to a banyan tree in the show notes so that you can see the complexity of my brain because all of those roots that are coming down from the top of the tree, they're all anchoring the tree, but they are going every which way, right? <laughs> and that's how my brain works. All the things make sense to me. And in my mind, they're all going in the same direction. But there are a lot of thoughts in this here head. And it's one of my greatest gifts and one of my greatest curses. And even in explaining this to you, I have yet again digressed. So let's get back to our topic for today. Always doing our best. So like I said, I really do firmly believe that all of us are doing the best that we can or the most that most of us are doing the best that we can. And I also believe, I also really believe, deeply believe, firmly believe, fervently believe that our best is always enough. And I'm going to pause here for a second because I need that to really sink in because do you hear me? Do you hear me out there? Because yes, I am talking directly to you. Your best is always enough. I see you out there. I see you giving your all day after day after day. And, and I see you feeling as though your best isn't enough. But today, we are once and forevermore going to put that worry to rest. By the end of this episode, the goal is twofold. Number one, we're going to know that your quote-unquote very best will vary from one day to the next. It's allowed to vary from one day or from one season to the next. And number two, you're going to choose to believe on a deep and intimate level that your very best is always enough. You're gonna choose to believe it and choose to believe it and choose to believe it right up until you actually do. So we're gonna kick this off with a story. In 2016, I suffered from something that's called a transient ischemic attack, or a TIA. And these are really just fancy schmancy ways to say a mini stroke. So essentially what happened, and I'm gonna simplify this as much as I can, but for a period of time, I just didn't have access um, to the part of my brain that processed language. Um, I'd try to speak and the words would just come out in like a jumbled, incoherent mess. I couldn't effectively read, I couldn't write, and while the episode itself lasted only about an hour, um, the aftershocks, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, continued for like two full years after the stroke itself took place. Um, and at the time of the stroke, I was really at the top of my game. I was speaking to audiences both online and all over the world on the subjects of life purpose and peak performance. And these are things that I'm so deeply passionate about and I was just so happy to be engaged in this work. Um, and simultaneous to that, I was working as a life coach. Um, I was helping individuals uh, essentially revamp their lives, personal and professional lives from the inside out. I was on fire. And I felt like I was finally living my passion and my purpose, um, which felt really good because this was coming on the heels of years of personal setbacks um, in the form of my brother passing away unexpectedly in his sleep, then the death of my son shortly thereafter, and most recently in relation to the timeline of the stroke happening, um, we were recovering from the failed adoption of our daughter August and our boy-girl twins, Azzy and Lulu, 
who had lived in our home for two solid years and then unexpectedly had been reunited with their biological mother, um, which was, of course, a tragedy for us and also um, such a miracle for her. And I recognize that. But here I am finally feeling like I'm getting my feet back under me after having been knocked down over and over and over again. And then I'm sitting in a hospital bed with all these wires hooked up to my head and these tubes hooked up to my arm and just so incredibly discouraged. Because for the first time in a long time, I felt like I was like gaining momentum. Um, and I was just so excited about that. And then boom, the stroke. And then two years of exhaustion, of stuttering. I constantly stuttered. I felt like I couldn't find words. I, I suffered from crazy forgetfulness. Um, and I just constantly felt overwhelmed over just the most simple things. And I felt myself just slowly slipping away. I felt lazy. I felt worthless. I felt like a failure. Um, I felt like, like a stranger inside of my own brain and inside of my own life. Um, I felt like I was constantly letting everybody down. I felt like I was constantly letting my family down, my husband and my kids. I felt like I, I wasn't taking on any clients because I didn't trust myself to be able to effectively work with them. I was turning down speaking engagements. I just, it was just such a discouraging and difficult place to be. Um, and then of course, as I'm sure that you can imagine, um, and maybe even you've experienced this yourself, but um, in different in different situations in your life, but the stress I felt over all of that just made all the symptoms worse. The stuttering, the confusion, the exhaustion, the overwhelm, all of it just felt worse. And I started to slip into this really um, dark place. And then one day, a friend of mine sat me down and kind of had like a come to Jesus moment with me, right? And just said, look, Natalie, your brain has been through a hurricane and you're doing your best and you're not going to rebuild in one day. And I was able to internalize that. I don't know. I'm sure that other people had said similar things to me. I'm sure that even on a cognitive level, I had said the same things to myself because this is the work I do, right? Helping people deal with things just like this, with setbacks in their lives, just like the one I was now facing. But I was really, really struggling to overcome until I heard her say that in that moment, in that specific way. And at that point, I was able to cut myself a little slack. And maybe it was just the way that she said it, right? And that that self-evaluation that came as a natural result. But when someone says to you, look, are you doing your best? You take an inner inventory, right? And when I took that inner inventory, I was able to honestly say, yes, I'm doing my best. This is my best. And because it was my best, I was able to let go of a lot of that garbage that I was carrying around with me about how my current actions fell so far short of what I knew I was capable of. Because I was able to really recognize that in this moment, in these circumstances, this was my very best. And I really do think that on some level, that epiphany changed my life. It certainly changed the way that I talk to myself. It certainly changed my relationship with myself because being able to know that your best is always enough, it just creates this inner peace that is so profoundly powerful. And I want that for you. Do you recognize that you're doing your best? And maybe you're not doing your best because there are certain periods for whatever reason where things may not seem overly complex or maybe they do seem overly complex, but there are periods during which we struggle to give our best. 
it may be that we're exhausted. It may be that the longevity of the things that we're dealing with has just taken its toll. Um, and we may find ourselves just wanting to throw our arms up in the air and be like, enough is enough and just cut ties, right? I think we've all experienced some semblance of what I'm describing. Think about those words for a minute, that self-inventory. Am I doing my best? It really can be revolutionary. Um, it's, it's the most liberating phrase, perhaps, that I've ever learned to use in my daily life. Um, and it's important to remember, of course, that our best is going to change from one moment to the next. It's going to change based on our circumstances. It's going to change based on our blood sugar. It's going to change based on how much sleep we got the night before. It's going to be a constantly changing thing, but that willingness to be with an integrity to yourself and take that inventory and just say, look, is this my best? And if it's not, take a deep breath and show up better, right? You always have that capacity in any moment, in any second you can choose to make a shift. And the pivot can be ever so tiny, but any shift makes a real difference in our output, right? Or maybe you find that you are doing your best and then you're able to say, you know what? This is my best. And you can take a deep breath and let go of the perfectionism and let go of the guilt and let go of whatever else it is that you're carrying along with you, right? So then the questions, of course, are number one, how is this done? And number two, how do I convince myself to believe that my best really is enough when I feel like my best is falling so far short of the quote unquote goal, right? So here are some ideas for you. These are some things that worked for me and they've worked for many, many of my clients in the past. Number one, what might happen if you chose to treat yourself like a treasured friend? Let's say that a friend of yours really, really was screwing something up. They're just falling short, left, right, and center. And they came to you and they said, this is, I, I, I can't do this. I'm not doing a good job. I, I, I feel like crap. I'm, I, I'm so discouraged. My kids, I'm not, I'm not showing up for them in the way that I wish I was. And I'm not doing a good job in my, with my husband or, or I'm not doing a good job at work. And I, I dropped the ball on this project. Would you be like, yeah, you are the worst. You are the actual worst. I cannot believe what a screw up you are. Or would you say to that friend, look, look at what you're doing in such an incredible way and make a list, this, 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 and this. Or, sweetie, look what you're going through. You're putting yourself, you're holding yourself up to this high, high standard, but look what's happening in your life circumstances. You're doing a great job considering everything you're dealing with, right? What would happen if you started to treat yourself the way that you treated a treasured friend? And of course, you're going to acknowledge and empathize with the reality, the same way that I had to acknowledge and empathize with the reality that my brain was not working the way that it normally worked. And there was nothing I could do about that except continue to get rest, eat a lot of protein, and give myself time. And that was really frustrating and really discouraging. But the fact that it was frustrating and discouraging didn't change the fact that it was the reality. So maybe you're going through a divorce or maybe you are at the end of a lot of chronic stress and overwhelm and fatigue or maybe you're just dealing with the day in and day out of life and it the longevity of it has you feeling exhausted um there's a million different or maybe you're just tired or your blood sugar's low right like there's a million different reasons that our best may look different on one day than it does on the next but acknowledging and empathizing with yourself as to what those reasons might be in a loving way, the way that you would with someone that you treasured, 
right? So number one, treat yourself like a treasured friend. Number two, commit. Commit to positive self-talk, even when it doesn't feel true. And this can be so hard. But we have a tendency to believe what we think. We think that just because a thought passes through our mind, it must be true. But the reality is all kinds of thoughts pass through our mind all the time. And just because a thought passes through our mind, it does not make it inherently true. And so anytime we catch ourselves thinking something that puts ourselves down, that makes us feel small, that makes us feel like a failure, we'd say to ourselves, am I doing my best? And if the answer is yes, then we say to ourselves, I'm not allowing myself to engage in this kind of thinking because I know that I'm doing my best. And we start to retrain the brain to think thoughts that empower and that uplift and that make us feel capable and whole because we are capable and we are inherently whole. And it does not matter what is happening in our external environment. Those are two absolute constant truths. You are capable and you are whole. A mantra that really worked for me when I was dealing with rebuilding myself and my sense of confidence because it was a real crisis of confidence for me for sure and I was working to rebuild those things and as I was doing that I I repeated this mantra that my mom taught me when I was just a little girl I repeated this all the time every day in every way I'm getting better and better so when a thought came through my mind that I that I was lazy or that um that I wasn't trying hard enough or um, that it was hopeless and that this was going to go on forever, right? I would say to myself, I'm doing my best. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. And I would say it and say it and say it until I began to believe it. Because you can count on the fact that at the beginning, I did not believe that that was true. It felt so ridiculous. It was like, every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. Oh my gosh, profanity, profanity, profanity. <laughs> it was really, really challenging. But over time, we really can retrain the brain. And we really can teach ourselves to believe in our inherent capacity. And we really can teach ourselves to give ourselves the benefit of any and all doubt when we really are doing our best. And we can teach ourselves to cut ourselves some slack, right? So commit to positive self-talk even when it doesn't feel true. Number three, grant yourself permission. Um, whatever's going on in your life, it's going to be different from one person to the next, right? It may be that you're struggling to really show up completely in your family or um, in your community or with social activism, causes that you really believe in. Um, you can't do all the things. So giving yourself permission is going to look different in one life than it is in the next. So it may look like saying no to something. Choosing not to do all the things. Because right now, your best isn't up to par with what you hope to be able to do and to provide, whether it's in your family or in any of the other myriad things that you do in your life. Right now, you may be spread too thin. And if that's the case, giving yourself permission may be permission to say no. Granting yourself permission may be asking for help. Granting yourself permission may look like just saying, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do all of these things at this high level of excellence. That's just not a reality right now, and that's okay. But whatever it looks like for you, it is so important that you grant yourself shame-free permission to be where you are doing your best, and that that is enough, trusting that that is enough, giving yourself permission to believe that your best is enough. Number four, you're going to keep showing up. This is so incredibly important. 
And it allows me to introduce something that I'm sure will be a recurrent theme um, on the future episodes of this podcast. But every day and everything that we do, we're given an opportunity to either expand or contract, right? Part of always doing our best is always choosing thoughts, words, activities that cause our hearts and our souls to expand. Those things that cause our hearts and our souls to contract generally mean that we're not showing up as completely as we as we may be able to do in that moment, right? It's a really, really great gauge for ourselves. Am, am I expanding? Is this thought making my heart expand? Is this decision making my heart expand? Is this activity making my heart expand? Or are these things making me contract? And here's a really great example. Maybe we're feeling like we're not enough for whatever reason in our lives circumstantially. Maybe that we're tired. Maybe be that we're depressed. We may have a lot going on. It really doesn't matter for the sake of, of this example. But we may find ourselves, rather than showing up and doing our best, we may find ourselves sitting on the couch watching Netflix. And there's nothing inherently wrong with binge watching Netflix. There really isn't. Unless we're doing it to escape showing up in our life in the ways that make our hearts expand. So if we're avoiding doing something that genuinely matters to us and is aligned with our values because we feel like we're falling short, then we have to choose the expansive behavior rather than the hiding out that makes us contract. A lot of people face this when, and I did, I'm gonna be really honest, I did when I was working on this podcast, it's really scary for me. I'm really scared of failing because this matters to me so, so, so much. And I've wanted to work on this for so, so, so long. But what I found myself doing on the months leading up to the real heavy work for this podcast was I found myself procrastinating it in any way I possibly could. Whether that was through doing other projects that I really hated. Like I cleaned out my garage, you guys. I didn't need to clean out my garage. It like wasn't on my list. It's something I hate. But I was so afraid of not being able to give my best to this and do what I know I'm capable of doing here that I chose instead of even touching it and trying and doing my best, even if it wasn't what I thought I might be capable of achieving, I chose to clean out my disgusting garage. Do you see that? Do you see what was happening there? Avoidance. Avoidance at its most grand. I found myself watching too much TV. I found myself avoiding in any way I possibly could this work because I really, 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 really wanted to do it well and I was so afraid that I was going to fall short and that my I wasn't believing that my best would be enough. But I'll tell you what, as soon as I started doing the things that made my heart expand, as soon as I started showing up for this work, knowing it wasn't going to be perfect, knowing it might be messy, but knowing that I was going to give my best, each task made my heart expand a little more and a little more. I was able to really practice what I preach, let go of perfectionism and realize, guys, you know and I know that this is not perfect. It's not going to be perfect. It will probably never be perfect. Actually, I think we can count on the fact that this will never be perfect, but I can promise you and myself that it will always be my best. And because I really do believe that my best is always enough and that your best is always enough, I'm going to keep showing up every single day and doing this work because I believe it matters and because it makes my heart feel alive. It makes my heart feel open. It makes my heart feel connected. 
And again, it's not going to be perfect, but it doesn't have to be. It just has to happen because it matters. And the same is true in your life. Keep showing up. It doesn't have to be perfect. It really doesn't. It just has to be your best because it matters. Because I believe that everything you're engaged in, or at least most of what you're engaged in in your life, are things that you genuinely value. And if you're engaged in something that you don't value, then yeah, it's time for some reevaluation. And that's okay. It takes us back to the idea of granting ourselves permission to say no or to ask for help or to cut things out of our lives completely. We're allowed to do that. Oh my gosh, isn't that amazing? You're allowed to like not do stuff that you really hate. Oh my gosh. Revolutionary. But I really do believe that each of us are engaged in things that we really value. And so if there are things that are really important to us, like the career that we're working on or the project that we've been passionately, passionately dreaming about starting someday or these little babies that we're raising or this marriage that we're working on or whatever it might be, it could be a million different things. Maybe it's the marathon that we've always wanted to train for or getting rid of a, a habit that we know is, is damaging us. Whatever it might be, these things, we value them. And that's why they're taking space in our consciousness. That's why they're taking space in our lives. And so showing up for those things doesn't mean it has to be perfect. It just means that we're doing little things every single day that we know are aligned with our paramount values with those things that we treasure the most and as long as we're doing that then we will feel that expansion in our hearts every single day and at the end of every single day we'll be able to have the satisfaction of saying did i do my best and answering yes Celebrate every success. It is so incredibly important that each of us recognizes that in the process of becoming, which is what we're all doing, we're just becoming, we're growing, we're changing, we're trying with all of our hearts to become more than we now are, to become who it is that we know we have the capacity to become, or at least that we hope that we have the capacity to come. And I'm just going to whisper for a second to some of you, that's true of you too. That's true of you too, of every single one of you. Each of us has the capacity to become something so great because we already are. The seed of that is already within us. And every single thing needed for a tree to become a tree is contained in that little seed, right? Every single thing that is needed for a flower to become a flower, for an avocado to become an avocado is contained in that little seed of life. And that seed within you, your divine light, contains every single thing inherently that you need to become who it is that you have the capacity to become. And I promise you that that person is exquisite. We're in the process of becoming every day in everything that we do. And in that process of becoming, your best is always enough. And millimeters are milestones. Every single decision that we make that turns our heart more fully towards the light, that expands our hearts and our souls, even in the smallest of ways, 
matters and is worth celebrating. Taking it back to me and to my experience, because that's all I really have the power to speak to, in the early days when I was really trying to, to cut myself some slack and to put these ideas and these concepts into practice in my own life after my stroke, it was really hard because we're talking about successes like being able to walk to the mailbox and back without feeling like I needed a nap or being willing to take a nap after walking to the mailbox and back. And it could be really discouraging. But instead of getting down on myself, I chose to celebrate the success and remember that, you know what, last week I wasn't able to walk to the mailbox and back, but today I am. And maybe in your life, it's, you know what, last week I wasn't able to make eye contact with the cashier at the register because my anxiety level was so high. And today I made eye contact with that human being and recognized their presence and acknowledged it. I looked up from my phone and said, thank you for ringing me up today. And that's success. It doesn't seem like some huge triumphant thing, but guess what, you guys? We're talking about the long haul of our lives. It's not usually going to be some big triumphant thing. I'm not gonna say it never will be, but it's less common for these successes to be big and triumphant. But it's these little ones happening day after day after day because we are committed to positive change and to growth and to positive becoming day after day after day. That's what builds a life. That's what showing up is all about. And that's what we're doing here together. Like I can. I'm Natalie Norton, and you have been listening to The Show Up Podcast. Until next time, my beautiful friend, keep showing up, keep that heart wide open. And as always, remember, your best is always enough. I'll always want